You know, there's been periods in my life where I thought it's wishful thinking or it's just, it's too good to be true. But the more that I do this work, I realize how much potential there is. And I want to be that mirror for women to see like what's actually possible for them because we hold ourselves back. We're our own worst enemies. You are listening to Stream. Every bone in my body was like, you are not doing this, this is wrong. Keep the conversation going and remain top of mind. Challenges are not supposed to stop you. The priorities and the things that we value have entirely changed. What we think influences what we say and how we behave. Taking the first step will reveal the next step. We try and create tomorrow what didn't exist today. It's not going to be perfect. You have to just keep moving forward. Welcome to Stream, a platform where different streams of consciousness come together to share stories of struggles and success. I'm your host, Marisa Logan. This episode of Stream is brought to you by luxury sleep and loungewear brand Lena Lena. Now, internationally renowned businesswoman and author of 15 books, Ariana Huffington, wasn't wrong when she said, Rob yourself of sleep and you'll find you do not function at your personal best. I know so many of you can attest to this and how hard it's been to set boundaries while working remotely during this pandemic. Part of my nighttime regime to switch off calm the mind and ease my body into a state of relaxation is to slip on my favorite pair of super soft, breathable Lina Lina PJs, light a candle and read. So today I am very excited to welcome our guest, Tam Haywood, a self-worth and abundance coach whose mission in life is to help empower women to unapologetically own their worth and their wealth. So now before I hand over to you, Tam, I just want to give to those who are watching and listening a little bit of reference. And that is that I actually came across or met you virtually over social media during these strange and uncertain COVID times. And I was particularly drawn to your life story. I watched an interview that you did and just hearing what you've been through and how you've managed to turn your life around after a traumatic experience. I'm in awe of what you've created and what you have been through. And that's why I wanted to welcome you on the stream today to share your story. And this is where I want to hand over to you if you can give us a bit of a background of your life and how you've got into where you are today. Thanks, Marissa. I'm so glad that you connected with me via Instagram. And one of the things that I think is so incredible is that we can actually connect and find our tribe online without actually meeting these people in person. So I, yeah, I'm so excited that I've met you and thank you for all the, all the work that you've done for me. And I look forward to a friendship. So to give you a bit of background from where I came from, I grew up in a very small town in the Popo called Louis Trichard. I'm actually secretly a farm girl, although I don't always look and appear to be that. My parents were always entrepreneurs. I never knew my dad working for anyone else. You know, my earliest memories of him, he owned a supermarket up north in the tiny little Afrikaans town. And my mom was his right-hand lady and they just were a formidable team. Like I just, you know, everything that my father touched appeared to turn to gold. So they were incredible influences in my life in terms of just never allowing the external to stop them from creating a life on their own terms. Then at about the age of eight years old, my dad 
He was such a crazy soul, like a free soul. He decided to buy a hotel on a whim. So he went from supermarket owner to buying a dilapidated hotel and turning that around in five years time into a very profitable business. And so I had the freedom of riding my motorbike and being free on acres of property to just, you know, I love being outdoors. I just, I love the freedom that came with that farm life. And that is where my life took a dramatic turn for the worst. Um, at the age of 12, we had a, a break in and an intruder who was actually an employee of the hotel on the, on the staff came in and murdered my folks in their sleep. Um, I woke up in a panic, you know, late for school. And no, my dad used to wake us, us kids up. I have a younger brother. He used to wake us up every morning for school and get us ready and the whole shebang. And I, I woke up and I was like, what's going on here? You know, this isn't normal. And so I walked in and found both my parents lifeless in bed. And from that day, my, my world changed. My world took a huge knock. Also, I was an adolescent. I was 12. I was going into turning 13. And I think, you know, that stage of my development, I was grappling with who I was. And so, you know, my identity, I was, I was, yeah, you know, you, you struggle with your identity at that age and like trying to figure out who you are, where you fit into. Um, and so that it knocked my confidence hugely and it left me wondering where is my place in the world? And so for many, many years, I carried this burden and this pain of where do I belong? Where do I belong? And that was like the question that I kept asking myself. And, you know, looking at the people around me, it appeared that everyone had their, their place. It appeared that everyone knew what they, where they belonged, who their friends were, where they were going to go in life, what little talents they had, um, what skills they had, what interested them. And, I had to move to the city. So my, my passion and love for riding motorbikes on an acre was now in a, you know, four bedroom house in in the middle of, of Joburg. So it was a huge adjustment. And yeah, I think that was the sort of one thing that I kept asking myself that's been a theme in my life is where do I belong and not feeling like I belonged anywhere. And so Throughout my life, my mission was, or this, this sense of deep inner purpose came from like, how do I first of all find where I belong? And then how do I help other people find where they belong? Yeah. So it's been a hell of a ride, but I think I'm on the other side of that pain now. I've carried that pain for many, many years, but I realized that the change has to lie with me. You know, I'm the only one that can make the change. And I think that's important for anyone who's gone through trauma. And, and let's face it, we all go through trauma. We all go through hardship in life. But it boils down to becoming okay with that and then seeing what your options are and how you're going to make your life work for you. Yeah, and I I can't even imagine what you must have gone through. And I think this is the, it's such an inspirational story just because I've seen you on this side of things. I met you on the beautiful static social media side of <laughs> what we portray and put out or put out there. Yes. And I just can't believe how you are 
so like and again this is obviously outside perception but like you are so with it you have turned what you've gone through into such a you know catalyst for transformation and learning and teaching others and helping others which is why I'd love for you to share more in in terms of career wise where you at and how you came to life coaching and particularly finding the niche in empowering females so by no means has this road been linear or easy in high school, I, I've always been a creative. I loved, I was never a sportswoman. I was never on the field. I was in the, in the art room. So I grappled for a long time between this desire to be a creative and this desire to be a healer or a helper or a coach. So I went and studied psychology at UCT after varsity. But, you know, while studying, I kept thinking, like, how do I merge these two interests of mine? How do I get to be creative and help people? Because I, I've always believed I'm unique. I'm different. I don't want to take traditional paths. I was always a rebel. Like, I've always identified with that rebel, like, soul essence where I wanted to be different. I wanted to stand out. And quite frankly, I believed I was different because I had lost my parents. So I thought, like, you know, when I was scrapping with like, where do I belong? I felt like I didn't belong because I felt different. Mm. So I studied at UCT, got my psychology degree, but realized very early on that I wasn't going to make it to the master's course because I didn't have the, you know, the epically high grades and I wasn't a straight A student. I was like more keen on socializing on the weekend than actually like studying and then after varsity, I went and traveled for 18 months. I, I think I ran away for a little bit to go and figure out what was my purpose? What did that look like? And it seemed to be quite a daunting thing. Like it's only one thing. You know, often we think that finding our purpose is one thing. And then once you found it, you've got it forever. Came back to South Africa and I started a events company, which was fueling and filling me up in terms of the creativity. But I very quickly realized that it wasn't giving me that fulfillment in terms of actually creating an impact. It was all good and well to make a change and, and have a, see a happy bride and, and, you know, really make her feel wow on her special day. But it left me feeling like, okay, but I, I think I can be doing more here. So I started my coaching business at the beginning of this year um, and it's been a hell of a ride. Like I can't say it's been easy at all because when you start coaching, you've got to start thinking about like, who do I actually want to serve and what do I want to teach or what do I want to coach about? And so I've gone through three uh, refocusing periods, recalibration periods, periods of really taking a step back and assessing, you know, what's working with the way I'm approaching my coaching, what's not working. So I finally feel like I'm, I'm there, like I've, I've hit the nail on the head in terms of who I want to serve. And, you know, to be a coach, it's often people think life coaching is just you go and see someone for an hour a week or an hour every two weeks. And that's very much what I found the South African approach to the industry is. I went and saw a life coach for about two years, which was great. It was this model where I went and saw her for an hour at a time. But 
as soon as I decided to start this coaching journey, I was looking more to the States and to America to see, you know, what is coaching this industry of coaching look like there? And there it looks very different. You know, you have, you have a coach for anything you can think of. You have manifestation coaches, business coaches, orgasm coaches, intuitive coaches. You know, you can honestly find a coach for anything under the sun. And I thought, okay, cool. So now it's not just about this life coach that can take a very top down approach and kind of like help anyone with any problem you're actually getting to be more specific in who you're serving. And that really lit me up. That excited me. At the moment, I'm busy working on, you know, creating a product suite so that I can create different products for different subsectors of my ideal client and finding the best ways that I can serve them. But it's definitely not this traditional life coaching path that I thought was the only way at first. Amazing. And then can you tell us a bit about your sort of ideal clients or who specifically you're targeting so that if anyone's watching or listening and this sort of appeals to them, that they know that they can come to you for your services? Absolutely. So I'll quickly describe to you the process that I've actually gone through and how I got here. So I started off with this top-down approach, like I'm going to help anyone and, and everyone who is just confused, overwhelmed, struggling, okay? You really land up serving no one because you're not focused and you're not intentional about who you're wanting to serve. Then I wanted to help people finding their purpose, help women find their purpose because purpose has been quite a big theme in my life and it stood out to me. I had some success there, served a few clients there and helping them find like what their niche in life was. And then through my own growth and my own, I, I obviously have my own coach. I've had multiple, but the first coach that I had was speaking to me around, you know, my relationship with money. And, you know, one of the blessings that have come from losing my folks is that I inherited their wealth, which I'm so grateful for, but I had this really toxic relationship with money and I didn't, it was tied to pain, to be very honest. So I had to start looking at this issue with my relationship with money. And through that, I was like, okay, hang on. We're getting, we're getting warmer here. Maybe what my purpose actually is, is to help women embody their sense of worth and their wealth because our relationship with money is so important. You know, it's the oxygen to our business. It's the oxygen to our life. It's a tool to impact more and serve people at a higher level. So it was really important to run a successful business for me to do that work. And through that process of growing and learning and shifting some issues that I had with my mindset towards money, I realized I can actually help people do the same thing by doing following the process that I had gone through. But that was still quite a, you know, 30,000 foot view. It's still quite a broad subject, money and mindset. Then recently, I signed on with a business coach called Kylie Nell, who is blowing up my world. And we've gone even more niche. So being a creative, what I found in my events business was that I was struggling to communicate the artistry that actually goes into creating an event. 
And a lot of the clients had these big ideas and wanted incredibly beautiful events, but didn't really have the money to pay me for my skill and my talent and my artistry. And I felt like I wasn't being valued for that creativity. So that was one of the reasons I also shifted into coaching because I, I couldn't see that being sustainable. And, you know, you look to like the Heike Haywards, Fleur Le Cadeurs and the Zavian Cotsiers and how much they've actually put into these businesses and the insane creative projects they work on. But it's taken them years to build that up. So I thought, okay, you know, maybe coaching will then help me serve and, and honestly make more money. So what I then have recently realized is that creatives actually, this is quite a universal issue that creatives have, like they struggle to communicate their value to people and people struggle to actually acknowledge and value their creative work. So the niche that I'm now wanting to serve is influencers who have a creative platform and an audience of 10,000 followers or more who potentially work with brands but want to diversify their income stream and create knowledge products to teach their audience how they do what they do best. And I think that this bridges this gap in the market where you want to be creative, but maybe that only that income stream is not enough. And helping influencers see that they actually have a shitload of skills and talents that they could be monetizing that they aren't actually even aware of. Yeah. So that's the sort of niche that I've gone into now. And it's been a journey. It's been six months of backwards and forwards and, you know, brain dumping and mind mapping and going back to the drawing board. So it's certainly not linear and straightforward, but I'm loving that. I'm loving that process of discovery because I know once I hit the nail, it's game over. <laughs> it's just going to flow. Exactly. Exactly. That's awesome. And then what would you say? So coming from quite an eventing, which can also be quite cutthroat, be a lot of um yeah. drama at times and, and a lot of people's energy and inputs into it, it becomes quite stressful. What would you say going from that to where you are now in terms of your career? What fulfills you about what you're doing in your coaching? So I love showing people what they can't see about themselves. I love being that mirror for women who are maybe thinking a bit too small because I'm a big dreamer. And I know that, you know, there's been periods in my life where I thought it's wishful thinking or it's just, it's too good to be true. But the more that I do this work, I realize how much potential there is and I want to be that mirror for women to see like what's actually possible for them because we hold ourselves back. We're our own worst enemies. And I, I just, that's honestly what I want to inspire is like bigger thinking because the more that I can empower and influence others to step up, the more that they're going to create an impact. And so it's just the cycle that continues of, of abundance and prosperity and adding to the economy. And that fires me up. That really fires me up. I love that. That's inspiring in itself. And then have you experienced particular failure in your life that you believe set you up to the success that you've achieved today? Absolutely. So I went through a period of 
huge self-sabotage in my life where I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my life and what my purpose was. And, you know, having gone through trauma, I think one of the coping mechanisms I learned was to turn to substances. And that really was, it took me away from myself. It really, it kept me in a small thinking. It kept me in a spiral of being a victim to circumstances. And it it was a numbing tool, quite frankly. So I landed up checking into treatment uh, 18 months ago. Actually, I'm sober for 18 months, which is a huge achievement. But at the time, it appeared like my biggest failure. At the time, I was distraught. I thought, what will people think of me? This is so embarrassing. You know, because I, I always appeared to have my shit together but that's not true. You know, it's not true for anyone. We may appear that way, but we all have stuff that we, we struggling with. We all have stuff that we don't always have together. So I really had to just become okay with asking for help. And in that process of, of saying like, I'm struggling. Um, this is toxic. What I'm doing is really toxic. It's, it's hurting my relationship with myself. It's hurting my relationship with the people that I love and I need to actually do something about it. That appeared just from the outset to be a failure to me. But I can't tell you how much I'm embracing that as my biggest, one of my biggest wins because I'm so focused. I'm so driven. It's done wonders for my self-esteem. I just, yeah, I don't doubt myself as much anymore. And I, I'm getting to choose me now. Like that is how I see this. I don't really identify with labels like an addict label or an alcoholic label, I just knew that my relationship with it was toxic. So the way I, I see it now as a win is that it's really, it allows me to be more of me being sober and I get to choose me every day. Yep. So pretty deep. <laughs> I love deep. That's, I think that's how we connected so well. And, and just on that note as well and, and how, I've also found personally when I embraced certain things that I went through in my life, whether you call it labels or traumatic experiences, and I'm open about it and I speak about it, there's, mm. there's this incredible growth and sharing and you just feel like you're flowing in the right direction when you embrace it as opposed to hiding it. And yes. all of these things, I suppose, happen in life to teach us things and just on that note, I, I had to bring it up, but I found that it was so, I want to say eerie or, but also just so, um, when, when we basically were chatting, we sort of connected over social media, then we started working together, then we were discussing, remember dates the other day, and you literally, and you mentioned um, launching something on the 16th of July, and I was like, amazing best date ever that's my birthday and there was this pause and you said <laughs> that's your late mother's birthday and I still like that sat with me for a few days it's like what are the chances out of every date in the year that you and I connected we started speaking and your story sat with me and I was intrigued to follow you to connect with you to feature you on stream and then that birthday, the significance of the date, it was, yeah, it's just strange how everything can just fall into place. Absolutely. And I, I honestly believe in magic. And that for me is a universal sign of magic. A lot of people believe that life is just random. 
I don't believe that. I believe life is, there's divine order at every single level. And it might be because I needed to get myself through huge trauma that I decided to adopt that belief. But I honestly believe there's so much more going on behind the scenes that we're not aware of, that you and I cannot see. That is, that is divine synchronicity. And I go about that. I go about relying on things like that in my life as guidance. Um, I don't know if this is anything you want to get into, but recently, like over the last two weeks, since I've honed in on this new niche, I cannot tell you how numbers are showing up in my life. And I'm not just talking the 1111 that you see on the clock, you know, I'm talking about repetitive numbers on slips on just all all the time, just coming to me all the time. And I'm, I'm choosing to see that as a universal sign that like, yes, girl, you're on the right path. Because there are periods that we look to God or the universe for support and we hear crickets. I mean, I've had that a lot. <laughs> but then times like this where it's just, it's, it's, not, it's not random. It, it can't be explained. So, yeah, I feel you on that whole numbers thing. So true. And I think there's so many times there are answers to the questions that we're having, to the anxiety that we're facing and the fears that we're facing. And actually featured a lovely girl, um, writer, podcaster yesterday on Della. And one of the things she kept saying is just silence the noise. Like when it comes to mm. imposter syndrome, silence the noise. And coincid- and that like sat with me the whole time that I even have put it into a meme that I'm going to be put on or a quote on stream. And then today I just went through my podcasts just at random selected one and it was with Oprah and everything was about the whispers in your head and everything reminding me that I'm going through this time of like uneasiness not feeling like I'm accomplishing everything that I want to accomplish but at the same time doing too much and not being still and again it was just both those things were reminders of just that like those little whispers you know there's sometimes the whispers that you have to silence the noise but then there's also the whispers that you have to listen to and that intuition that you have to take notes of stop pause and this constant whisper that's telling me calm down and meditate and get back into your groove of like taking an easier pace because your quality of work will be better etc etc it's just yeah, so many of the answers, I suppose, as deep as it always sounds, is like it is within. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, and I think we always we always have those answers, but we're always looking externally for the answers, right? And it's, it's about coming back to yourself. Totally, and which is why I value coaches, therapists, like anyone in the healing world so much because – we can't do it all ourselves and we can't always rely on our partners or our like loved ones and friends to offload. Yes, there's a purpose for having them and for sharing. But a lot of the times, like especially during COVID, personal experience, stuck in a house, my poor partner has to hear everything from business to like monthly yeah. emotions to. So it's awesome to chat to you as well and to and especially with stream giving these healers a sort of platform to to help others and then to end off uh, I want to do end off with a quote from Oprah and just hear what uh, the impact would have if you're to on the, your decisions thus far if you're to hear this quote like quite early on in your career and it's basically people fail when they chase dreams that are not meant for them wow 
It's powerful. I 100% agree. Absolutely agree. And I think this shows up in many ways. I think we, we're very familiar with something called a midlife crisis or something big happening in someone's life that actually gives them a wake-up call to go a completely different path. I mean, these stories aren't, there's, there's tons of these stories about people going, reaching a point in their life and then being like, oh my gosh, I've always actually wanted to be a psychologist, but they've been an accountant their whole life. And I think that just goes to show, you know, when we follow these ideas or requirements from society of what a traditional career and successful career path looks like, we get caught up. We get caught up in following the herd and doing what we think is required of us. But and we're we're disconnected from that inner voice. And I think, you know, I, I also don't believe in failure necessarily. I do believe that when failure shows up, it's it's a redirection. And it's all part of the plan. It's all part of the plan to get you to your true self, to get you to be expressing and living a life that is so in alignment and congruent with you. But yeah, some people that comes more easily to and other people need to have the big wake up calls. Thanks so much. Everything that you've said, I know when I'm going to watch this and listen to it all over again, it's going to, it's, I mean, everything about you inspires me. And I just appreciate you taking the time to chat with myself and stream today. And I'm looking forward to all the things that we can create together in the future and, and, our, and our friendship that started during COVID online. How crazy. I'm so excited. Thank you. It's such a pleasure to be a part of this. And yeah, I can't wait to have a cup of tea with you in person when all of this goes back to normal. Um, but yeah, absolute pleasure. I've loved this. Thank you so much. And we'll chat soon. Thanks for listening to this episode of Stream, sponsored by Lena Lena Luxury Sleepwear. Small batches of limited editions locally and ethically produced in SA. Browse their beautiful range at www.linalina.co.za and get yourself a set to transform your stressful day into a peaceful night's sleep.